Brothers and sisters, yesterday we spoke about the whole uh, theme and mystery of reparation, that uh, this is just part of our own common experience uh, amongst ourselves, that we, the whole sense of justice and giving to others what is due to them. And when things are taken, that there's something called restitution or giving back or restoring of the of what was broken. Um, but the same is true in our relationship with God, because we relate to God as human beings. And we relate with this sense of justice, this sense of uh, in our conscience, in our heart, that we, we, we must give back to God. The thing is that often because God uh, is invisible in a sense that, you know, he's not directly in front of us like another person, we may not be as acutely aware <laughs> as our need to make up for God, uh, if, especially if our consciences are dead or not formed. And so, so this is something that we have to bring to light to our mind um, just to, to remind ourselves of it. Um, and, and of course, if your heart is open to God, then it's, then your conscience will be more easily, um, triggered by things that you do that, that might offend, uh, the truth, uh, that God is infinite love and that, that, that you owe him everything and that he's to be the heart of your life, center of your life. And so if we fail in that, then we, 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 if we have an open heart and we're accustomed to frequent confession and we, we're easily troubled that we're not doing something that, that, that is fulfilling our relationship, a relationship of incredible love and goodness on the, on, on the part of God. And so when we go to adoration, we could offer acts of love and prayer uh, in reparation to make up for those times where we didn't love God, but also because we're in the mystical body of Christ, we can, we can do it on behalf of others for them. Um, as a great act of love. And this is what Jesus himself did. He put himself in, in, on behalf of us um, before this, the great truth uh, of, of God's infinite goodness and love, uh, which demands, uh, which, which is appropriate to it to respond with, with as much love as we can muster in our hearts. And so in adoration, we, we can just join in with the Lord's own love of the Father, that, that, that love, that perfect love of the cross becomes ours as a free gift and we get to love God with God's own love. And that's, that's the, sense, the essential aspect too of the Mass itself, that we get to offer something that by ourselves we cannot offer God. But God gives us the offering and unites us to the offering uh, in a way that it is um, that we get to call our own. Today we're looking at, just to finish up this whole theme, um, we're looking at the whole idea of Eucharistic prayer, supplication, that we could spend our holy hours, well, a, a chunk of it in, 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 in really, you know, mediating or praying for things in the world or for, for situations, for, for standing as a mediator uh, for others before the Lord um, with the one mediator, the, Jesus Christ himself. And so... We, Father Peter Julian Amar, or Saint Peter Julian Amar, has a lot to say about this kind of prayer. And he says, Supplication is the force and power of Eucharistic prayer. Not everybody can preach Jesus Christ by word of mouth, nor labor directly at the conversion of sinners <clears throat> and the sanctification of souls. But every adorer has the mission of Mary at the feet of Jesus. The apostolic mission of prayer, of Eucharistic prayer, the foot of the throne of grace and mercy. 
Eucharistic prayer has an excellence all on its own. It goes straight to the heart of God like a flaming dart. It makes Jesus work, act, relive in his sacrament and, and releases his power. So this is amazing that when we pray and adore with Christ, this is a very fundamental theme in St. Peter Julian Amad's doctrine on the Eucharist that, that somehow when we come to adore, we put Christ to work. Now we have to understand that in the right times. Really, the Lord is, is inspiring us by his grace to come and adore. But by our faith, power flows out of, of Christ's heart. So in that sense, Christ is put to work by us. Um, you know, he's not under our control in the strict sense, but we just use it, try and using language to try and explain this beautiful truth that, that when we, we go and adore, Christ, Christ takes up a mission through our prayer. He, he fulfills things through our prayer. We send Christ on mission in one sense. And so when we come to, to the Lord, he releases power. The adorer does still more. He prays through Jesus Christ and unites himself to our Lord's role as intercessor with the Father and divine advocate for his redeemed brethren and sisters. But what should they pray for? The following slogan, Thy kingdom come, expresses for adorers the end and the law of prayer. They should pray that the light of the truth of Jesus Christ may enlighten all, especially, the, especially all those who do not belong to the visible body of the church. They should pray for Jesus' kingdom of holiness and his faithful, his religious, his priests, that he may live in them by love. They should pray for the Pope, for all his intentions, for the local bishop, for all that his zeal and wishes to do, for their priests, for their religious sisters, for all, so that they may all aflame the church with love and pray for all our families.